Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special producer's pick episode of Creative Indifferences. As always, I am producer Nick, and I am joined by your two favorite hosts in the entire world, Colton and Kirk. Here we are. That's unbelievable. But all right, we're back. It is unbelievable, the success of this podcast. We We couldn't do it without the listeners. Mm. Obviously, of course, but they're not Honestly, as important. Honestly, we're we're, we're we're getting stronger every day. We're in the tens of mm. tens. <laughs> hey, they want us off, but we won't do it. Double digits. We should do what I did for my double digits birthday and celebrate at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'll call you it Pasquale. Ki- you have to have a kid to go there now. You can't just go as like a grown adult anymore. They don't allow that. You have to like be bringing a child. So it's like okay, you Kurt. The fact that you know that. <laughs> it's very concerning. It, it's something that I've heard, and I just, just thought it was so funny that I never forgot it. it my, Emily, my friend Emily, who's got her uh, her sister's kid with her all the time. Wyatt, wait, wait, Wyatt. He's like, she's probably like, yeah, one we used to get the Chuck E. Cheese, and it was like, okay, you have to. He's like, you have to have a kid now. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to. It's a weird. Thing to get in there, but they're also selling their pizza. No, as I think like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> But they're. <laughs> if I if I may be honest, it seems like a policy they might have uh, they should have maybe had the whole time. And then also another one I remember about Chuck E. Cheese is now limiting two beers per adult because they're tired of parents getting drunk and fighting in Chuck E. Cheese. I didn't even know Chuck E. Cheese had a beer option. I thought like that was a bad idea from the get go, but I see why I went there a lot as a child. Now it was tolerable for my parents. Mm. Yeah, I thought this, I thought that was why like the appeal of places like Livingston's in town is like it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but you could get hammered here. Yeah, Turns but, out you but, could get hammered is, at Chuck E. Cheese. Not anymore, but you could have. It's cheaper well, because Livingston's is expensive. Sorry, I can imagine some Damn, uh, pushing your anti-Livingston's propaganda on our. Podcast. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Yeah, I I'm thinking about. It. I've always. Have you ever been there? Yeah, of course. They're our sponsor this week. Oh, man. Didn't mean to badmouth our sponsors. Yeah, we had to bleep right. out this whole intro now. Yeah, of course. Now we'll never get another sponsor. Yeah, and now we're not going to get free apps on Thursday. Oh. Thanks, Kurt. That's my bad. Free uh, billiards are, is gone. Free Pippies. billiards is gone for life. We're fucked. Okay. No more go-karting. So, as a reminder to the format of these episodes, um, what happens is you guys are given... An option to pick a movie from me the week prior. We picked Idiocracy this week. So what you guys have to do is create your own pitches, pitch them to me, and then I decide which one I like better. Last right, time we, we did this, we did Harsh Times, Kurt won, so the scoreboard is Kurt one zero. Colton Kurt won, but I wanna put a little I wanna put a little asterisk by it because Kurt won by combining our two ideas. <laughs> No, 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 no. I very distinctly won by separating our ideas by saying, mine will say, we are men. Okay. That's- well, to, to balance the scales, we'll have Kurt go first this week, but is there anything that you guys want to uh, put in before we get into the summary? Oh, yes. Uh, I did not uh, enjoy this. Um, was I it used Jack to- Shepard? <sighs> no. Um, I-, I used to watch this movie a lot, like on Comedy Central as a kid. Um, um. And I thought it was I thought it was hilarious, and I thought you know oh what a what a what an insightful indictment of the Bush era, and uh, watching it now just it made me really sad. <laughs> it really <laughs> bummed me out. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Um, I understand why. 
Do you, do you yeah. want to explain for the people why it makes you sad? Uh, it's just um, it's it, it, in <laughs> there's well, there's a lot of really um striking similarities to a lot of behaviors that are pretty prevalent today in this in this okay, movie, yeah. as well as um, it's just kind of uh, it's also a super like elitist view of that. Uh, so it's kind of bad from both sides. Uh, the worst of both worlds, if you will. Um, so it's got that elitism as well as that kind of like weird, don't tread on me Trumpyism in it. Uh, and so it just kind of, I don't know, it sucks the dick from both sides. Uh, and uh, I, I just it was just kind of really unpleasant to watch for me. So, but the dick from both sides, is that like, the balls or the asshole from the other side? <laughs> Dealer's choice, Kurt. Dealer's choice. <laughs> Split the middle, the gooch. All right. The gooch. Um, uh, also, there's a pretty um, unfettered use of uh, racial, <laughs> of not racial slurs. Sorry. Uh, homophobic uh, slurs. Homophobic I think you mean. Slurs, yeah, homophobic slurs and uh, the R word, which is <laughs> less cool to do now. You texted me. Um, during your viewing of it and you're like they do say um the other f word quite a bit in this whenever they run out of a yeah joke, it was kind of it was kind of like a stinger for any joke that uh they didn't think was gonna land is they would just like drop either the r word or the f word like i think it yeah, would have like, been funny one or two times but yeah they just kept going back to it so i get what you mean it seemed like is it can we really not like just say it because it's part of the movie like I just F don't word. want to get in trouble, but go ahead and say it. I have nothing against it. They, well, they would always just, like, call people, like, at, at the end of, like, he would say something smart, like, a fag. You know, it's like, yeah. it was part of their language, you know, it was just, like, encoded into their language at the time, and that that's what was uncomfortable, I think, for me, too. It's like, right. Well, how, it's, how it's changed from yeah. when they viewed that word then to how it is Definitely uh, a, a notable inaccuracy of the future. Is they, like, those, yeah. those words yeah. did not become more like acceptable. In fact, quite the opposite. Yeah. We took a sharp but, left. <laughs> it's still, but it's still, to me, the, it's the idea of them taking just like hurtful words and just saying it to people that, that make them feel like dumb. You know, it's right. just like a defense mechanism, but like... Yeah, every, yeah, everyone is very defensive, and it well, it's I mean, it's like it's basically caveman stuff. So yeah, and I and they, 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 I like another thing. They're just like I like money. Like that was just another funny yeah, thing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I, like, <laughs> I can't believe you like money too. We should hang out. <laughs> Wait, you like money too? All right, so let's do a quick summary of this movie. Uh, right. Does Nick have to give us the summary since it's his pitch? Yes, Nick, uh, you do that. I can. All right. So basically, you know what? I, I'm woefully unprepared for my own episode. I didn't even pull up the summary yet. But Damn, Nick. The fuck? Does anyone... I, I can tell you what happens if you guys remember his name. Uh, Joe Bowers. Joe Bowers is Corporal this guy... Luke Wilson. Yeah, Corporal Joe Bowers, played by Luke Wilson, is this guy who works for the U.S. Army as a librarian... Um, basically doing nothing all day he's like your actual he's named joe pretty on the nose your average joe um the army picks him for a experiment um to put someone in a like hibernation chamber or something like that for a year just to 
I guess I, I don't I forget what the the purpose so the, was. Their logic. Oh, go, go their logic. Go. Their logic was they wanted to um, figure out suspended animation for because they said a lot of the there there's no at the time they said there's no great wars going on so a lot of their best soldiers are just going atrophied and 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 nothing is happening so they said what if we freeze them until there's a war and then we break them out uh, so that's okay. the, and also they take a second to sit down Joe and just tell him how average he is they're like you're perfect for this you are literally the most average person we have it's astounding. yeah they do a whole yeah. powerpoint presentation about how he is perfectly in the middle of everything and that pretty much all of his family is dead he has no wife or husband he is like the perfect candidate to be just an average person that they could do with or without and they could no either freeze or him. kill him and they don't they don't really care you know yeah. it's like the, the government just like nobody would miss him so we can do whatever we want to him yeah. and then they didn't have a suitable female candidate so uh there is a pretty <laughs> funny scene where um the lieutenant or whoever that's in charge of the mission um finds a pimp in New York and uh, works at a deal to get a prostitute named Rita to take part as part of like you know giving upgrade some immunity from some charges that are pending against him so, and promise money too yeah and some money um, so the officer that starts the mission you know gets them all together they go into the hibernation chamber and then shortly thereafter when they're put in the chamber uh, the leading officer is arrested for getting involved in a prostitution ring with Upgrade, and the project is just kind of forgotten about, and they destroy the facility that they were hibernating in. Everyone just kind of forgot about them, left them in there, and they wake up in the year 2505. They and, built like a wackadoos around. They built like a fast food restaurant around. Yeah, there they put like a, a butt. A butt. It was a fuddruckers that eventually just became a buttfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, That's yeah, how they the, showed the passage of time is the eventual uh, devolvement the, of the the, the title humor. the title Fuddruckers into the just the word buttfuckers. Yeah, and just about they kind of explain how um, all the you know smart people chose not to have children, all the dumb people just kept having children. Right. Well, yeah. The premise is that like dumb people fuck so much that they they are popular smart people yeah, yeah. they they outpopulate the the smarter people yeah so they they wake up in 2505 after a garbage avalanche uh there's just mountains garbage of garbage everywhere. everywhere literal mountains of garbage and uh their Joe and Rita's suspension chambers are unearthed and Joe's suspension chamber crashes into the apartment of Frito Pendejo played by comedic mastermind Dak Shepard um and basically, he comes in to this guy's apartment, pulls himself Wait, out of the chamber. Are you telling me, director of Chips, Dak Shepard, is in this? <laughs> director yeah. and co-star of the movie Chips, star of Without a Paddle, Dak Shepard is in this movie. And Whoa. he plays Frito Pendejo. He's the guy that's dropping the f bombs, and I guess probably a lot of the r bombs. And he, uh is watching a show called Ow My Balls, which is, like, just to show that basically everyone only, like, they don't watch anything thoughtful. They just watch, you know, stuff about people getting hit in the balls, like Jackass or, you know, like the ridiculousness and Tosh.0 kind of stuff that we it's would like, see. Yeah, reality TV shows are just, like, dumb, and they sit there and just take up all your time. Like, they're drinking out, he's drinking out of, like, a straw that's attached to, like, the wall. He's not even, like, moving. Yeah, yeah. there's a toilet in his chair. Oh, yeah, okay. 
So yeah, with uh, with that he crashes through. Uh, Frito Pendejo doesn't really acknowledge him too much. Just tells him to get out and all that. And uh, so he throws him out. Yeah, throws. Oh yeah, he does throw him out. So Joe pretty much walks around the area. He they were planted in Washington D.C. Their hibernation chambers. That's where the government mission happened. Now Washington D.C. doesn't have any infrastructure. Basically, it's just people living in plastic huts. Uh, there's the butt fuckers across the street. Everyone's just incredibly stupid. Um, Joe is asking people like where he can get help. That he was part of this experiment and all that. And the people just don't like that he speaks, I guess, coherently and grammatically correct. So he runs into some issues. He can't really find out what's going on. But he goes to a hospital that is very shitty. Um, Justin Long is his, uh, I guess, doctor for the visit. Um, he, and, and like when they, when they were feeling, they just had big plastic buttons with just like faces on. Like, is this how this person's feeling? And they're yeah. like, uh, that's right. it. And a box would speak for them. Like well, basically, would... nurses have turned into like fast food operators. Yeah, and, and like the only, and like this box tells you what's wrong with you, and it's either pills, and then you've got to pay a shit ton of money for no, no help at all. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be like an automated system uh, because everyone is supposed to have these barcode tattoos that you can identify by, so that essentially nobody has to actually deal with the the work process. But yeah. he doesn't have one, and so it's really throwing him. Yeah, so so the doctor freaks out. Um, they call the cops on him. Um, Joe escapes, but is eventually caught trying to steal some food from a Carl's Jr. or something like that, like a Carl's Jr. vending machine. Um, he gets put in a jail, and he gets a public defender who happens to be Frito Pendejo, who he crashed into his apartment. Um he is trying to explain himself to the court no one's trying to hear it he tells Frito to like help defend him Frito basically just doubles down on what the prosecution's saying and saying yeah this guy sucks and he also ruined my apartment and all this just, like, like lock him jumped up in with the mob yeah so they go to lock him up but he manages to escape by outsmarting the jail and being like oh I'm actually not going to jail I'm trying to get out of jail and they're like oh stupid go this way and he's able to just walk out of jail basically Rita, on the other hand, also escapes from her chamber, immediately starts working the streets, but everyone is so stupid that um, she's able to just convince people to pay her to just wait instead of actually having sex with them. Um, So she's doing quite well for herself until Joe comes by and picks her up and takes her off the street and kind of explains to her what's going on. Um, I think I'm missing a big part. Oh, yeah. Backtracking on Joe. He does get a barcode tattoo. At the prison, right? At the prison, yeah. He renames himself. Um, he has a, an issue with the barcode system because right. it's all automated. There is, yeah, because it's an automated system, but it seems like there's nobody around to maintain it anymore. Like I think it feels like smart people lived long enough to create this system but not maintain it. Right. So, so it's like not working now. Yeah, so it gets confused, and Joe is also confused, so he says that he's not sure what's going on, so the machine renames him, Mm -hmm. not sure. Um, He takes an IQ test, tricks guard by telling him he's being released, simply walks out the door. Once he's free, Joe finds Frito again, asks him if a time machine exists, bring him back to 2005, Frito says a time machine does exist, um, and Joe convinces... 
Yeah. Yeah. Joe convinces Frito to take him to the time machine by telling him that once he goes back in time, he'll create a savings account where the interest will accumulate over time and give him like millions of dollars. And Frito likes money. So he likes money. He accepts. That's when they go and they pick up Rita. Um, they all get in the car together. Uh, the, there are barcode scanners all around town that scan Joe's barcode, His. and the cops are just on them immediately. They manage to outsmart the cops. Not too difficult. Um, and then they are traveling to the time machine on foot, which is located in a Costco. Gigantic Costco. Like, yeah. massive. It looks like a whole city of a building. Yeah, it is incredibly it's large, like, it, which is kind of a funny bit, I guess. It's. I thought it was funny because... Yeah, he, that's where, yeah, Costco's there's jokes where Frito's like, yeah, this is where I went to law school and all that. It's all based yeah. out of Costco. It's like its own Everything. city. Um, so they're going through the Costco. There's scanners all around that. So while Rita's going to the bathroom, um, Joe's arm gets scanned, and the police are on he's, him. Yeah. He's trying to work out with Frito, like, what exactly to do, but he takes way too long. Gets captured by police. He thinks Frito he's gets going on, like, back the to train. Jail. I think he gets, gets like confused. Yeah, and, like just ends up leaving him on accident. Yeah, so Frida's just <laughs> on the train. Rita's getting out of the bathroom. Sees Joe getting put back into the police car, and instead of going to jail, though, Joe goes to the White House, <laughs> where um, the president wants to see him. It's President Camacho, which I'm trying to remember what his full name was. Oh, it's President yeah. Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew mm-hmm. Herbert Camacho, played by. Friend of the podcast, Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews. That's such a. That was such a good president. Yeah, I forgot. Like he's such a big part in this. I don't know how I forgot that he was in this. But both of my yeah. producer picks have a heavy Terry Crews flavor. <laughs> yeah, so, he's got some pivotal roles. Yeah, unlike the last one, uh, he sticks around for quite a bit in this one. He is an integral part of half of this movie, and he, uh, he was interested in bringing Joe to the White House because. Joe, despite having the most average IQ that you could get uh, in the time of 2006 or 2005, whenever it was based, uh, he is now the smartest man in the world. Um, So he's basically like, hey, crops are failing, the economy's going down, all this kind of stuff, people are starving. Um, I'm going to give you a week to fix all of it. And if you don't fix it, you're gonna go yeah you're gonna go to jail for life i think it's initially gonna be jail for life and then joe does has no idea how to fix any of these issues because he's just a normal well and also also back in the uh back in the in the uh the hospital he went to go out of a water fountain and every water fountain was like gatorade like it was just spewing out gatorade well the entire um, town was owned by this company that i forgot the name of right uh brondo brondo and so Brondo has made this drink, and it has replaced water as a, as the consumption of, of, of as the the water source of the world, uh, excluding toilets, which is the only reference that they, that anyone has for water, water is like yes. in the toilet. From, yeah. from the toilet. So it doesn't have to be from because the because they are watering the plants with this sugar water. This, uh, with electrolytes, they with always electrolytes. go. Like, it's got it's got plants. Yeah, what plants electrolytes. crave electrolytes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's killing the crops and creating dust bowls. Uh, and so Joe says, "Just give 
water to the plants. Yeah, and it just doesn't it doesn't work fast enough. Is they why gave, they give him like yeah they give him like two or three days, but like he meets Terry Crews in the White House, and his whole like staff of people are like yeah they're terrible, all they're all people. dumb idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, and then like one hot lady. Basically, Brando like the problem that he runs into with people not giving him enough time like he's initially going to the crops because he thinks it's a good place for him to be able to escape he calls rita and frito and everything to get them there to help him get back to the time machine once the irrigation starts he finds out that brondo is there which is when we get right he he sees that he could he could actually fix a problem which is where we get the the summary that brondo um who's uh brondo's parent corporation purchased the fda fcc and usda so basically, Brondo is a larger part of the government than the government itself, and and also, everybody's employed by Brondo. Exactly. Yeah. Half of the, yeah. So once right. Joe starts using water instead of Brondo, like fifty percent of the country, if the not more, lose their yeah. Stocks go to this, zero. Everyone's fired. Everyone's freaking out. He says like it's the computer a, because just it's an automated it's an automated everybody. system. Yeah. Yeah, it's just automated, automatic, just fired yeah. everybody. Even like the CEO is like, I don't know what to do. I've been laid off. <laughs> <laughs> so they are. There's an angry mob looking to just wring Joe's neck. They right. put and Joe back no in jail. like two days, three days, and everybody like the crops need time more than two days of water. Well, to, it like, turns out it needs. It turns out it needs three days of water. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I so. think I think it was like some shitty like uh, weed or something, but maybe, you know. Right. Well, it's just, they just need something green. So. They need a yeah. week. Just give them a week. Like, yeah, a few days. So people, Joe people, is, people, people this is where I, sa- I started having trouble leaving this as a viable like future because I'm like, uh, weed would stop growing. They would figure out how to fix that. True. Yeah. But less kids are smoking weed nowadays. Okay. Oh, that's legal. <laughs> I don't think that's true. They are, man. The, the, the Zoomers are not into weed and alcohol as much as our generation has been. They still use it. You know, but it's not as pilly. There's a there's a downward trend with yeah, weed and alcohol. Know. But good for you guys. Anyway, Joe is sentenced to rehabilitation, um, which he thinks doesn't sound that bad. But turns out, rehabilitation in the future means that he has been sentenced to die in a monster truck demolition derby. Um, or fight for his fight, fight against people yeah, and their big monster chunks of his car. Yeah, it's like a gladiator type thing. Yeah, where he is he's putting a shitty clunker and he goes up against like three ridiculously large dildo shaped monsters. Yeah, trucks. and and uh, his his car has a big dildo on it. But in jail, yeah. they said we figured out how you won't escape, and they just chained him to a massive boulder, just a big yeah. massive boulder. Like we got you. And he's like, shit. Yeah. And so, like, when they set him up to get in his car, they put him in there, and they're just like, we can't get the door to close. And they just put the rock in the back of the car. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. It's their problem solving. So, he has to go up against these ridiculously large monster trucks. They brought back the undefeated rehabilitation officer, Beef Supreme, to um, kick off the festivities. Um, but Beef's derby vehicle is too large to enter the arena. They didn't get the measurements right. And is crushed under the close. collapsing pillars and ceilings. So we're to believe that Beef Supreme is dead at this point. Um, so Joe's odds go up. Meanwhile, while the, this is all kicking off, Rita and Frito are back at the White House. And they look out the window to see a flower 
growing or something like that. Something that doesn't yeah, look like, some like red weeds. Something, yeah, yeah, something, something that doesn't look like any food. But it it is a plant that's it's growing. growing. Yeah, so showing that his idea is working. So they go to rush to the event to show proof that his idea actually did work and that they just need to be more patient. As they're driving by, they're starting to see crops grow. So everything's going good. They get to the venue. They're unable to convince anyone that this is actually happening. So Rita gets Frito to take the cameraman from the event, or one of the cameramen from the event, and go out to the crops to get video evidence of things actually growing so that Joe can be she's spared. She's going to put it on TV because yeah. she's in like the camera room. Yeah. Meanwhile, Joe's fighting for his life. I mean, don't really need to get into big... that too much. Yeah, there's just a bunch of shit going on. Just him fighting against everything while Frito and the cameraman are like clumsily, you know, going to the crops, forgetting what they're doing, getting hand jobs at Starbucks. At Starbucks, so, getting lattes. Yeah, getting And lattes. he's just, he's yeah. like, or oh, did we come here to get lattes? Like, I got a bunch of money. It's like, it's money for lattes. And they went, and they go get jerked off in a Starbucks. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a big joke then throughout the movie, too. I think there's a homophobic joke where Frito punches the cameraman, and then the camera falls on the crops, and then Frito's like, oh, yeah, and then starts recording the crops. Um, Rita goes to the control room, switches over the Jumbotron video from Joe getting, you know, about to get killed to the crops growing. The president, President Camacho, uh, calls off the event, gives Joe a presidential pardon, congratulates him, and then wants Joe to be his vice president. And Joe doesn't think he can accept, but then eventually does accept once he and Rita understand that the life that they're going back to is just going to be very average and that in the society, despite it not being great, they have built a connection with these people uh, would feel bad leaving them behind, and it seems to give them a sense of purpose. That and they don't... Uh, the time machine isn't real. Oh, yeah, and the time machine isn't real. That's right, yeah. It's a ride. Frito, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's like a carnival ride. Yeah. It's so it's Charlie Chaplin was Hitler uh, yeah. and shit yeah. like that. It's yeah. like fucked up old history. Yeah, just, yeah, terrible it's uh, like a dumb history interpretation of history. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're history yeah it's yeah. terrible so yeah for yeah yeah they're stuck there anyway um rita didn't want to go back initially i think yeah joe did want to go back still but then went to the right. time machine realized that it's bullshit so he's like all right i'll be vice president he becomes president marries rita they have the smartest kids in the world at the time and uh yeah and that's it pretty much frito uh, had like frito had like 30 kids yeah frito had a <laughs> ton of like... kids very dumb um, I also didn't stick around for the post credit scene. I don't know if you guys did, but apparently Upgrade awakens from his own suspension chamber and goes to look for Rita, just as she had predicted throughout the movie. So, oh, did she? Cool. Oh, I, did, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that far. But... I didn't either. What? I didn't either. Anyway, that that was an idea I kind of thought about having for for a sequel to this uh, Upgrade waking up, but I'm glad I don't. I, I, no. But yeah, well. I need to grab some tissues, but I'll let you guys talk about um, what you thought, I guess. Post-summary. Okay. Well, I feel like I've, I've, I've been clear so far. Yeah, I didn't yeah, care Kurt, for it. Well, yeah, Kurt, what about, what about you? I mean, I, I just thought it was funny how there was just something that I'm like, wow, this is making fun of things that are still clearly present today, and it's like, if we, like, it's like, what if, what if everyone this could happen but it's still ridiculous that it's not it's not like a real but i get why it was like not fun to see yeah it, it, 
It was still it still had some also, parts it's, that it's I was like, like a very um, it's it, they put it's like a high budget how they like you know they made a dystopian future but god damn it looked so gross so such a gross looking movie it looks so gross and like that was it because it was like so greasy we could we could become that gross like it's already there is so much trash there's like we don't like we're not thinking about all the trash we're like right excluding and all the people we're making and we make more trash like you know the you know the feeling you get like when you like spent you stay up all night playing a video game and you just like eat garbage and you drink like nothing you didn't drink any water and it's like you know that feeling that you feel the next day that's how this whole movie feels it feels like I want to be drinking water like the whole time I'm sitting watching this movie yeah this whole movie definitely made me like want to drink a gallon of water yeah and then just like eat better too it's like yeah i guess (laughs) all right so kurt you got a a pitch here i do i don't think it's great but this movie was not great so i think it's fine but is nick (laughs) here oh i I am here yep all right i will say before you before you get into it turns my opinion i did say that this was last week i said that this was a good movie i changed my opinion to it's an okay movie it's got it's fine. some yeah, good it's jokes, fine. some good kind of, like the look doesn't really bother me because I think you're supposed to feel kind of gross no, while watching I, it. Yeah, I don't think I didn't. I didn't hate the look. I just thought I just like, right, yeah, the, the way that it was. It was very distinct, very gross. It is unpleasant, but I will. It, it is a lot lazier than I remembered it being in terms of like the jokes it being lazy, seem, which yeah. I know is partially intentional, but still didn't really work sure. for me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you okay. went into this expecting it to be very good. To any of our yeah. avid listeners, sorry. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it's something sorry, I, I watched, but like, uh, no, no, it's not. It's fine, uh, but uh, I probably won't like feel the need to watch again. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't think I ever need to watch this again. Right? You know, I think it's so, good to like, watch like, once every ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just, I'll just, let you know in ten years. Just a little check in, a little check in, see how much closer we're getting. Mm, okay. All right, Kurt, All right. What do you got? Um. Hmm. So I had I had like an idea for. I guess it would be, a sequel prequel. Okay. Right. Prequel. Um. Or I guess a prequel. Or, like, or would it be know, a like, sequel prequel like Godfather Part Two? Like yeah, like um. My idea was gonna be that uh, up. I was kind of I kind of liked the idea that Upgrade was gonna go back and try and like get Rita because that was like their joke through, through the whole thing but like you said it he he did wake up you're right which I guess is not great but my <laughs> idea was uh doing a like it would be idiocracy 2220 re-election 22 and it would 20. be it, it was a it was in a there would be a presidential candidate up for re-election that was just like this entertainment business star that you know, wasn't 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 in any way uh, a politician, but he's like he's like, hey guys, see how good everybody's money got the first term, and you all like money, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for me for re-election, and he he was gonna be President Drano, or whatever Brano, President Brano, okay, President Brano, or like you know, because right. he he he's the president of, of the Brano company, companies, like look. I'll be your president, and I will make make us all more money. Right. And everyone's like, "Yeah, this is great," and um, and that's just like the the, the area it's in. But I, want, I I don't know how I wanted somebody else to wake up. You know, it has to be somebody else waking up. But like Joe had no family, so I don't. I think it would just have to be unrelated to Joe. It just have to be another 
army recruit that they froze. I'm thinking. Right. It just is like, but in like a different experiment. So. Or, or maybe, maybe they like took the data or something like that from that experiment or something. I could see something but, like that where because they they had the science for it. Clearly, it worked. So yeah, it it worked, but like it was like so fast how they broke it down. Like I was like, could they have frozen anybody else? Because it's like they just closed it and then, it, then like it's like oh, it's over. But like maybe he froze some more prostitutes. Maybe he just kept freezing prostitutes. <laughs> right. Uh, so it could be yeah, it could be a lady. A lady wakes up and it's a. Uh, I don't know who the star would be. I would say that the uh, the the freezing of upgrade would imply that other people did get fro- frozen. So. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. That that does. I didn't think about it like that. Uh, oh, I've got a beautiful mind. What can I say? <laughs> so, I, I don't know if it would be good to have two people again or just one person, like, in this. Um, but anyway, so this person wakes up, and it's just, like, crazy chaos in this re-election year. And everyone's... It's, like, it just seems like a lot of more of the uneducated people are feeling more empowered now because they, they're all, they all feel like they can trust this uh, President Brano. So they're like, this is the right thing. So it's like there's kind of uh, this schism becoming forming between people who are, like, educated that have, like, degrees and, like, not so smart people. So, like, they are are slowly uh, overpowering the smart people and, you know, becoming the bigger force to, like, make them work for them. So I think at one point uh, when he gets reelected, he, like, makes all smart people work at, like, a call center. And the call center, people have to, like only respond to dumb people's problems and that's their job forever then like that's how they make money and they're like their their barcode is branded like smart person you know so like every time it gets scared it's like hey you know so they like start discriminating against people who have like higher education or certain degrees trying to like start to show like how you know smart people could get washed out so i feel like smart people would just like working their whole lives away at at phone communications like we don't want to do this we don't want to fix dumb people problems forever so they just like you know, started lowering, and then, um... Yeah. I'd imagine there's probably the, that, that lack of appreciation element, too, towards smart people if they are tasked with, like, helping fix all the problems. Like, any problems that can't be fixed at a moment's notice will, uh, will be met with a lot of, uh, anger and impatience. Yeah, frustration. It's, like, it's like, a lot of things can be fixed. You don't need to call somebody for it, you know? So, there, it's like, these people are wasting all the, the, the time all of the these people with yeah. these brilliant minds to fix things they don't need to be fixing so you know it's just like wearing them down right because because it just seemed like in the movie idiocracy was like there was like an attack against if you were smart they would call you they would call you you know names and shit so i was like that's the way of them like i thought that would be a good way of them like weeding out the smart people from society right and then like you know because president braun was up there uh he is uh He's like, you know, getting the FDA and then like making Brano like the water, the Brano water. You know, it's like an upcoming thing. He's like promising people that it'll change water forever. You know, right. and it will be also rich. Electrolytes, uh, electro- electrolytes. Everybody loves them. You need them. <laughs> you know, and then like, so then I'm thinking this character that woke up is like, whoa, this is really fucked up. Uh, I have to stop this somehow. And I think this person leads a, a breakout of one of the te- of one of like the ta- the telephone communication buildings where all the smart people are locked up, and she tries to like she or they try to break out some smart people, and then they try to like 
you know, form a, a revolution to, to a revolution or a way to stop this. And like at the end of it, they 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 just go, "There's no way to do it now. We'll have to sleep and fix it later." You know, I feel like something like that. So it would still lead into the idiocracy movie. Next. Got it. Okay. So Some, something like like that. That's what I was thinking. Something yeah, with with unresolved issues. In a sense, but you know, there's like a sense of hope because they right. like broke. Maybe they took down the uh, the the tele, the telephone and communication center. You know, maybe smart people are just like breaking out and, and like right. just like hiding out now. You know, maybe there's yeah. just like hope for a future later. I do. And, you know, <laughs> I do like the idea of like the the victories and the losing battle, kind of. Yeah, kinda like because it's just yeah. <laughs> Because it's already like idiocracy is already happened. Like that's the answer. You know, right. this is just like, like you know, what, it's not what whatever like, they're doing is not going to work out. Yeah, but it like still it's there's still work, some like, moments where it like it worked out this this time. It's like it's like it's it's not For so great, bit. but like you know, good things did happen. Right. Uh, and then you know maybe after that it would be like they woke up when President Joe was here, and then so it's, it's like a, we can help fix it. It's a how did we get here kind of situation. Pretty much, like, because, like, there was just so much, like, left on it. It's like, why would all the smart people just, like, go out? Why would there be, like, this schism? How would Brando take over everything? And I thought it was kind of relevant of having a big business guy in there doing business things and seeing what happens when you have business mixed with, uh, you know, government. And it's not a great thing. Yeah, like, putting all his, uh, all his, like, corporate buddies and everything in in these government positions. (laughs) Uh, it's actually, so just bringing dumb people. It's like yeah. it's like anybody can do it. Look and just telling yeah. people they can do it, and they're doing terrible jobs. So everything is like empowering people who aren't educated. So it's showing like I don't have to go to school or these schools, and then like then they could end up going to schools in Costco, right? Shit, you know, like, <laughs> get my degree being, at Costco. Being, yeah, and I you know it's and I think it's just education problems too. It's it yeah. was a a way to like kind of say shit I, I I see now. In, in a sense to right. how it could lead to that right which is so much of the first one too it's like a lot of stuff it's like oh i feel like this is where it's going you know and this is like yeah what's gonna happen it's it, like but it's it's like it's funny that sorry didn't mean to interrupt you oh no 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 worries go ahead it's like how even like an idea that's so crazy it could like this is kind of like something yeah. that could like it's you know it was weird uh we could go into more detail about stuff about the pitch but I think that's like pretty good and and general. Um, I didn't have any like jokes planned out for no, it. No, that's I okay. Didn't... Colton, do you ha- do you have anything that you want to do to comment on on that pitch? I'll, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. Give me some. Uh, I I I like the idea of a uh, of the you know the how did we get here kind of story. It's it's definitely um it's a popular thing a way to bring bring things like this back into like into like modern pop culture is they're like well what i mean it's kind of weird because uh ever since like nerds have taken over like um what gets created and what doesn't it's been like it's always been it's become like this huge exploration of just like well let's just figure out how we got there yeah and exactly and i think that's I, i think that definitely has uh has its merits places uh so yeah nice that's what i got for you that's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think we need to get into a ton of detail because I know that Colin's got another pitch too. So I don't. But like, yeah, any exactly. any final yeah, remarks so though, that you want to add to it? I mean, I think I got the gist of it. I think it's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I, you know, we could have really dumb interactions of stuff happening now and there. You know. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be a lot of a lot of parallel, just a lot of a lot more extreme. 
Well, yeah, and you know, some police stuff, you know, some racist stuff. That's just yeah. like you. Like, they, you know. they, yeah, they even had some police stuff too in Idiocracy, where like they, they pulled. Yeah, once they pulled, it was like they didn't even like ask you who was in the car. They just went <laughs> just off. Yeah, blew the car. Yeah, up. blew like, the oh. car. Up, yeah. <laughs> And actually, I was like, "Oh no, my car!" And then it was just like, "Oh, cool!" Yeah, like, Frito you know, was like, like, "Yeah, it's like that's your car." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, all right, Colton, you have a pitch. I am to understand. Yes, of course. No more cold feet. That is good. Here's my uh, pitch for a movie called Idiocracy Two: Operation Future Smart. Pretty good title. <laughs> I like that. The main character, his name is Jeffrey Stapleton. In the year 2020, a man finishes a time machine. And after having fun visiting the the past, he decides to check out the future, only to be horrified by ending up in the collapsing idiocracy of 2525. Uh, Using So he he ends up pretty much uh, like 15 years after, or... However long after uh, the, the in in in, in Joe's idiocracy, idiocracy future, yeah. so using an AI he uh, using an AI he programs uh, he, to explore key points in this timeline's history uh, that pushes the world to become the idiocracy. He uses this machine, this time machine, to go to these key stupid events and take out the new. The new key stupid historical figures, uh, and then he plans on taking them to uh, the edge of time and leaving them there, where they won't be able to fuck up the timeline. Nice. Hmm. So, All right, I like that. Some of the figures oh. include Dingus Khan, a man who, <laughs> upon submitting to a 23andMe DNA test, discovers that he is vaguely a descendant of Genghis Khan, as most of us are. <laughs> uh, and decides to take up his legacy by taking over a small portion of the Midwest as a ruthless warlord, convincing a good portion of the world that a leader should be whoever has the loudest voice and the most strength to be king of the hill. Uh, so Dingus <laughs> starts doing so much fucking that his bloodline now becomes 2% of the population. So... Uh, he he his kind of deal is he leads to um politics collapsing into kind of a big wrestlemania match okay so he's removed he's what what year what what time frame did he come i would say he's in uh maybe uh 21 25 that kind of area a a decent enough yeah decent enough in the in the future that it that you could believe some mad max shit might start happening Right. That sounds about right. All right. Then we have Dr. Patricia Nesbaum, a Russian scientist who invents a pill that quadruples the potency of semen. Unknown to them, this new miracle drug has a side effect of making its more making its users more suggestible and slowly shrinking the part of the brain in charge of short-term memory. So in the year uh, 2035, the government secretly starts putting this drug into the water supplies of key cities and creates massive amounts of overpopulation and a whole generation of brain-damaged people. So they create a a more suggestible population and a much larger population by drugging them with this miracle drug. So Mm -hmm. uh, she is kidnapped before she can finish it. 
And that's uh, Dr. P. Nessbaum. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Then we've got... Uh, Marcy Flogbottom. A British nationalist, a British white nationalist who leads a successful global campaign to convince nations into pouring the bulk of their resources into exploring beneath the lunar surface until they all lose their funds due to sabotage uh, so that the now fully corrupt British Empire can swoop in and buy out their debt, essentially kickstarting another age of colonialism. On the moon? Uh, no, no. She convinced them to dig under the moon, and so they lose all their money doing that. And so the British Empire will sneak in and buy out their debt, and basically owning the country. Oh, okay. So it's after just like... After, she, she, she runs a campaign convincing them to actually bankrupt themselves by exploring below the lunar surface, which costs them everything. And so... So it's colonization round two. So it's just a different yes. type of colonization on even yes. some people that have been a part of okay 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 all right and then bart the brat gunderson a far a far right-wing professional wrestler whose stunt run at the highest office was given legs by a shadowy corporation and he wins in an unprecedented turnout at the voting booth under his, puppet, under his puppet leadership, nearly all human rights and advertising ethics laws from the past 50 years are tossed to the wind, and America essentially becomes governed by corporations that know everything about its citizens uh, and how to make them dumber and more docile. I'm going to pause you right there, because I baby. heard something interesting. Um, do you guys remember the professional wrestler Kane at all? He was in that movie See No Evil. Yeah, I'm okay. He is now the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. <laughs> Wrestlers have a proud tradition of running for office. Yeah, he is. He's Jesse still a part Ventura, of... you've got. Yeah. I'm sure The Rock eventually. Yeah, The Rock would actually be probably the most level-headed one, but even I, I don't think he's going to do that. He can make way more money out of it. But I thought that it was funny that of all wrestlers, Kane... <laughs> is now a mayor and also still part of the wwe granted on leave to do his political thing but sure yeah. go do your government thing go uh, leave the people so those are the <laughs> four key figures that i picked out to be removed from the timeline uh he may have more in mind but uh upon bringing uh bart the brat gunderson to the edge of time where he is leaving them uh, the machine, the time machine is sabotaged by these people who have teamed together to attack uh, our, our main man Jeff. Uh, so he is now stranded at the end of time uh, with these four people who uh, he has deemed responsible for the idiocracy. Um, and so he hopes that by removing these four, he has left the room enough world, uh, the the world enough room to heal. Uh, and find a better path um, but he is now stuck here and so the last 20 minutes is kind of like this 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 like Gilligan's Island type deal where he's just stuck here with these people so he has no choice but to kind of get to know them and uh, against his better judgment you know when when everyone when anyone is removed from their situation uh, he 
he, you know, gets to know. He befriends them. He decides they all are... Uh, we get to see them all kind of coming to terms and accepting the fact that they'll never know if what they've done in their life uh, has bettered the world uh, or or not. And they, they'll they never know. And they'll never know... Uh, if if it mattered, if or if time, or if time and nature will drive the drive the world to the same conclusion, regardless of their outside interference, no one they don't know. They're stuck at the end of time. They'll never know. They just so, know they're yeah. here, so they have to you know, just live their lives there. Get to know each other. Get drunk on the beach. Mm-hmm. And the edge of time doesn't. Yeah, doesn't matter. You did what you did. It's done now. You're here. <laughs> have have at it. I like the open-ended uh, way that that wraps up. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. It's just I, like... I, if I wanted to uh, uh, end it differently, I would say that maybe, like, some another time machine shows up there, and it's somebody who, like, had much more time to, like... Because this is, like, a pretty fresh idea for this dude. And so this is somebody else who, like, found his work and recreated the time machine and was like, hey... I just came to say thanks. You fixed a lot of stuff. But. What about what about what about that's a cool idea. What if somebody? What if the future guy comes back and sabotages his because he became that guy's point person to stop? What if he like went too far and then the other guy came back and said, "Hey, you go too far, so you have to be here forever for us to fix it." So he like before he became part of the problem, another time machine guy stopped him. Mm. That could be something, right? Yeah. But okay. I like, yeah, dude, you, yeah, this was really well thought out. This was fun. This was well thought out, yeah. Um, yeah, Kurt, do you have any additional remarks for Colton's pitch? Um, I make my call. I like the time travel stuff's cool, you know. Yeah, I just think it's a, it's, it's a unique opportunity to present these, like, larger-than-life characters. Uh, you you know, you, you get, like, a, 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 well-renowned, a well-renowned comic to play each one of these characters, and they're just like, whoa. Like yeah. you don't know what you're walking into each time you tra- travel through the machine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I. Like a Bill and Ted thing. Yeah, and because uh, each person that he takes back could just be like the embodiment of something bad that you you know you see. Right. Well, and and, and the th- I didn't want them all to be bad people. Like the, the doctor Nesbaum, she's not like a bad person. She just didn't know what her what her thing was going to be used for. Yeah. Yeah, but did, but in in the future, did she sell it though? Was she just like, or did the government just steal it? I think much? I think it's a it's a situation where the government just like seized it because she she was a Russian. She worked for the Russian government, so mm-hmm. they kind of just they're, yeah, they're a little shadowy. <laughs> See, so, yeah, there you go. So this and is I, likeable. I also, I also wanted to explore the idea of like because the, the um the idiocracy is very America centric. Yeah, um, we don't see because maybe the rest of the world is fine, but I wanted to make sure that we knew that the rest of the world was not fine. Yeah. this is this is a worldwide yeah. idiocracy that is. Yeah, uh, it's because, it seems to be hinted at that with Joe being the smartest person in the world at that point that the world is fucked. Right. But yeah, they don't really explore anything in depth beyond just that blanket. He's the smartest guy. In the world, so clearly, why was it's not it, that right? smart? This yeah. is just a movie about America for sure. Americans. It was yeah. well, it's definitely a commentary on american yeah uh things in the bush era and so yeah and i'm sure this is where 
this is where the degradation starts, which I can kind of get on board with, and that it it all starts going downhill here. Sure. And I like that. Can have a ripple Oh yeah, we're saying sorry. Yeah. I was saying it would it'd probably go downhill here, at least publicly, as mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing now. Like we're since we are so open with our media and just communication and everything within this country specifically, as opposed to some of the other superpowers, which are by design a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say insulated, but you know, just they they play their cards a little bit closer to the chest for right. the most part, whereas we just kind of lay it all out there. Um, you'll probably start to see the descent of humankind in this scenario start here, and then it'll just start unfolding. Yeah, everywhere, or we'll start. Everyone will know that it it is unfolding everywhere at a certain sure. point. Sure. I like that both of the endings ours were kind of just like. It is what it is, you know. It's like whatever, you know. It's just. Mm. I mean, that it really <laughs> reflects the attitude of today's. Like, what I mean, like, yeah. I'll do what I can, but like, when is I'm it gone, enough? What's gonna like? I have is... no idea of knowing if it's like gonna be okay. Like, yeah. like it is. Like, can can it really change? Is it is it is it really possible to change it now? Oh, right. I, I don't know. Well, there's always the vacuum too. It's just like you know, someone's always gonna do something like everything that can happen will happen right. like murphy's right. law so it's just a matter of like you could take these people out of it but like there's always right. someone yeah. else that and, would do and the without thing. the the time machine it's that kind of thing is like you'll never know if like like you'll never know if the law of nature was like it's always gonna go there like no matter right. what like yeah. something someone will just fill the shoes that you've like emptied right exactly so I I like the uh, I like what you're playing with there. I gotta say I like both of your ideas. And uh, as the producer of a major big money studio, I do mm. like that both have the potential to have more sequels so that we can get more money. Because sure. we like money. I like money. And yeah. You like money? I like. I, dude, I love money. I like dude, that's money. crazy like that money. you like I money too. Money. I like money. That's why we hang out. So. That's why we're um, friends, right? That's, that's why we're friends, because we like money. We got so much in common. So, <laughs> I have to Let's say, I gotta, I gotta even the scoreboard here. I like no, Holden's yeah. idea. I, I like, yeah. I like this. I, I like the idea of like the twenty minute. Like this guy is at the edge of time with four of, like you're saying, not the worst people, but four of the potentially most destructive people. Yeah, yeah, people he doesn't see eye eye with that have you know, in his opinion vastly altered the course of human history for the worse you could potentially um, uh have him just like capture them all at once you know so he has to mm. sit in the time machine with them for a period of time you know he's just to deal with it he's like i don't know how i would ever be stuck with you like and then everybody is like and then at the end he gets there with everybody to drop them off at once you know yeah. so you have like little in-betweens where you can like develop those characters with him right and then by the end it's like all right you guys suck here you go what do you like knows kind of about them Already. Welcome to Suck Island at the end of time. Uh-huh, and you he, live here now. And then by the time he gets there, he's like, I can't leave. I'm stuck here with everybody all at once. Sochi's life. All right. Well, that wraps up. Are you up. saying I won? I am saying you won. Yeah, I'm even yeah, up. Yeah. You Woo. win. We're tied up 1-1. One, one. Yeah. We, that happened a while ago. Where were you? Yeah. I, I was <laughs> at, at the edge of time, baby. I guess I didn't on say the, it with enough enthusiasm. Island. But you, you did win, Colton. Congratulations. Thank you have you. won the second Producers Pick episode of Creative Indifferences. Whoop, 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 Not whoop, as good as winning the first one, but... 
<laughs> Not <laughs> as sweet. A win's but... a win. Well, I mean, we didn't have Jim <laughs> Davis involved at all, which was a huge bummer for me. That's true. Yeah, we are we are missing the creator of Garfield in this episode. So, Colton, I know you won this week's producer pick, but um, thank you. You're very welcome. It was well deserved. It's a very good idea on a movie you did not seem to enjoy. Yeah, I don't know how I pulled that out of my head. It seemed like you had a lot of fun making that, which was you make good sequels to to rough movies. This is uh, but to put the burden on you, you now have to give me a movie. It's your turn to recommend. I sure do have a movie for you to to watch, my man. Bring it on, Kurt. I want you to watch this movie with me and Nick. And we will make a spiritual successor or a direct successor to the film Casa de Mi Padre. The Will Ferrell movie? The Will Ferrell movie. All in Spanish. All in Spanish. You failed Spanish. Yeah, but here's the thing. Will Ferrell also <laughs> does not speak Spanish. So I think I thought he learned Spanish for this movie. I know I know why you would think that, but that is not the case. He did in fact just ask for his line before he said it every time. Okay, then that works. I did not know that, but... Nice. Okay. So, uh, we'll watch this. I've never finished this. I think I got I, ten minutes in one time and gave up. <laughs> I think I started and I was like, nope. It's a very weird concept for a movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to stick with my theming of like only picking like pretty weird ones for you. Go for it. All right. Casa de mi padre. Next week. It's happening. Bye. <laughs>